and welcome to episode 19 of A Grim Podcast. I'm Sylvie. Thinking outside the box is a great trait to have. That and using your creativity to benefit the world are a great mix. Let's find out more about this theme for this week. This story is going to be The Frog, an Indonesian fable of a frog, a magic axe, and a princess. So, without further ado, let's start reading. Nestled in the southeast corner of the Banda Sea are the tiny islands of the K Archipelago. The K Islanders live by fishing and sea trading. On one of these islands long ago lived a widow and her seven sons. Six of the sons were healthy and handsome boys, but her youngest child was born in the shape of a frog. They called him Katak the Frog. Katak was a brave, hardworking, and thoughtful son. Although his mother loved him dearly, his brothers often made fun of him and did not allow him to join in their fun and games. There came a day when the six brothers decided that they would go on a long fishing trip. They also wanted to venture to the other islands to trade. When he heard of their plans, Katak asked if he could join them. At first, the older brothers objected, but Katak persisted, and at last they agreed to let him go along. When they were loading the boat with food and fishing supplies, Katak asked only for a ripe watermelon and his mother's blessings. Their journey began smoothly as the winds were full but gentle. Their boat sailed quickly and quietly through the waves. Later in the day, though, the winds picked up speed, thunderclouds opened, and rain heavily poured down upon the seven brothers. Suddenly, the sail broke loose. None of the boys dared climb the mast in the high winds, and the boat swayed dangerously from side to side. It was Katak who rose to the task and saved their lives. The brothers watched the frog climb to the mast and refasten the sail. With the sail in place, they were able to continue their journey. As night fell, they approached an island. The boys, although grateful for Katak's skill with their sail, were still too embarrassed to admit that the frog was their brother. The oldest brother said to him, Katak, for your own safety, you should stay on this island. We promise that we will come back for you on our way home from fishing and trading trip. Katak was silent. He knew how his brothers felt about him, so he agreed to stay on the island and wait for them. But, my brothers, please don't forget me. I do want to see our mother again soon. In the morning, as soon as it was light, the brothers left the island and Katak began to build a house and garden for the duration of his stay. He also planted the seeds from the watermelon his mother had given him. The soil was fertile and the vine grew quickly. Soon, Katak had many watermelons ripening in his garden. But as soon as the watermelons ripened, however, they disappeared from the vine. Katak was very puzzled. He had never seen anyone else on the island, and yet someone was taking his fruit. He decided to lay a trap for the thief. That night, Katak waited quietly under a leaf. Soon a large and frightening tree spirit emerged from the darkness. His eyes glowed red and his mouth curled up into a bone-chilling smile as he spotted a ripe watermelon. Just as the spirit's long, gnarled fingers reached out to pick the fruit, Katak jumped onto the spirit's back and wrestled with him. Although the tree spirit was much bigger than the frog, Katak was quick and clever, so that in just a few seconds he had tied up the tree spirit with loose vines. So you were the thief! Ow! Uh, uh, ow! Screamed the tree spirit. I'm sorry, I'm sorry! I did not mean to steal! I see only the melons! I see not their owner! I know only the melons! I know not their owner! They're so juicy, so sweet! Tree spirits, so terrifying to look at, are not known for their courage. Kathak, as small as he was, had the daring and strength of a hundred tree spirits. Ow! Let me go! Let me go! If you let me go, I will pay you for all the melons. I will pay you very handsomely. Hmm. 
What can you pay me with, spirit? Katok asked. Uh, I have a magic axe. You have but to strike it three times and it will fulfill any wish you make. This I will give to you for the melons. Katak was pleased with this. He untied the vines and released the tree spirit. Here, you are free to go. Give me the axe and the watermelon garden is yours. A few days later, Katak was walking on the beach where he had landed several months previously. Suddenly, he spotted a black dot on the horizon. As it got closer, he saw that it was his brother's boat. He jumped up and down and waved frantically. But to his great disappointment, the boat did not turn toward the island to pick him up as his brothers had promised. Katak decided that this was a good time to test his magic axe. He struck the axe against a coconut tree three times and made a wish. All of a sudden, the wind stopped blowing. The boat came to a standstill and could not go further. The brothers had no choice but to turn around and head for the island. As soon as they decided this, the wind picked up again and the boat quickly approached the beach where Katak waited. He boarded the boat and they all sailed home. Katak's mother was delighted to welcome her seven sons home. She was shocked, though, when Katak approached her a week later and asked her to go to the king's palace and propose a marriage with one of the king's daughters. What? My son, how is it possible that the king's daughter will consent to marry a frog? How do you even dare to hope for this? Fear not, mother. Just do as I ask. The devoted mother did as her youngest son asked her and visited the palace the next day. She asked the king if one of his daughters would marry her son, who was a frog. Needless to say, the king dismissed her immediately. Katak was not discouraged and asked his mother to repeat the request a few days later. She tried to convince her son that it was hopeless, but he would not listen to her. So she went again to the palace and again was dismissed. At Katak's insistence, she went one more time to plead for acceptance. This time, the king's youngest daughter, Bung Su, spoke. I will marry your son, the frog, if he prepares a carpet of the finest woven mat that leads an unbroken path from your house to the palace. Along both sides of the path must stand the strongest of warriors armed with spears and shields. Finally, he must present me with baskets overflowing with gold, diamonds, and pearls. If your son can give me all these things, then I will marry him. Kadok's mother returned home distraught. How could her poor son ever hope to offer such a bride price? The king and his daughter surely did not expect them to fulfill his demand. They were mocking him. However, Katak was delighted with his mother's report. He told her not to worry and prepare for the wedding. The next morning, Katak's mother and brothers were amazed to wake up and see everything the princess had asked for. The mat, the warriors, and the jewels. The king and everyone in the palace were equally astonished. Bung Su, true to her word, married Katak that very day. She came to enjoy his presence, as he was kind and thoughtful. He could make her laugh and dry her tears. But Katak never accompanied his wife when she attended formal receptions and family gatherings, as he knew she was too embar embarrassed by his appearance. Whenever Bung Su left her husband at home, a strange young man often appeared at the gatherings. He was very handsome and most attentive to her. When she returned home after these occasions, Bung Su always noticed that the meals she had left for Katak remained uneaten. One morning, Bung Su left the house to attend a reception at the palace. As usual, Katak remained at home. Bung Su stayed at the palace for only a short time, then returned home as she was curious to see what Katak did when she was gone. She was surprised to find the house empty. Katak was not there. Instead, she found a strange animal skin, a frog skin, hanging on the wall near the bed. Bung Su thought about her husband's disappearance and the frog skin. She also thought about the handsome stranger. 
She decided that if indeed the stranger was her husband, then she would destroy the frog skin so that he would remain in human form. She took the frog skin outside and set it aflame. Just then, the handsome stranger ran up to her. What are you doing? Do you want to kill me? So, you are my husband, Bung Su cried. If I destroy this skin, then you cannot become a frog again. But then, wife, I will die. I cannot survive out of the frog skin for long. Kutok collapsed to the ground, weak and listless. Bung Su ran to his side. He gasped, Take the axe from under the bed. It's a magic axe, and strike it three times on the ground. You will know then what to do. Bung Su did as she was told. After she struck the axe on the ground, she heard a voice from the tree spirit whispering in her heart, Bathe him in coconut milk. Quickly, Bung Su gathered as many coconuts as she could find. She cracked them open using the magic axe, carved the white flesh from the shell, grated it, and squeezed the flakes to get a thick white coconut milk. She poured the milk into a wooden bowl, took it to her husband, and bathed him in it. Gradually, his short, uneven breaths grew deeper and more even. His body warmed and his strength returned. Slowly, he opened his eyes and he gazed upon his wife, his heart bursting with love. Thank you, my sweet wife. You have saved my life. You loved me when I was a frog, but those days are now over. Can you love me as a human? He asked. My dear husband, I grew to love you for your kind heart and quick mind, your willingness to work hard, and your tenderness in caring for me. If you are still all of this, then I will love you forever, Bungsu answered. Katak smiled tenderly. Come, my precious Bungsu. We can now walk proudly in the sunlight together. And they did this with much happiness and love. So that brings this episode to an end. Thank you everyone so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. To our next adventure. Bye, Gremlins.